Welcome to Meant for This with Caroline J. Sumlin, a podcast for the modern Christian mama who wants to redefine the current narrative and unapologetically show up for what she's been called to in the home, community, marketplace, and the world in that order. Here, you will find tools, resources, education, and inspiration that will help you break free from burnout, get focused, live on purpose, and manage it all with grit and grace, because you are meant for this life that God has called you to. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Meant for This and welcome back to another Friday mini-sode. Today, we're talking about how to finally have the time that you have been craving and we're going to waste no time and dive right in. Okay, so why do you actually feel like you don't have any time? Which, let's be real, that's probably a crazy question to ask, right? You're probably like, Caroline, come on now you should know this. And I do. I understand. Okay. When we're mothers, when we have kids, when life is busy, when we have all the tasks and responsibilities in the world that we feel like we have to constantly be doing and the world tells us that we have to constantly be doing and our kids are constantly demanding our attention. Yeah. It feels like we don't have any time, right? I've been there. It's easy to let kids and home responsibilities take up most of our time because they are exhausting, because they require more energy and more like thought power than other tasks do. Even when we when we love and enjoy our children and even when we are having positive days or moments with them, I would I would vouch to say, I, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I would vouch to say that Engaging with our children, parenting our children, catering to our children is one of the most energy intensive responsibilities that we have. And because it is something that is ongoing, especially if you are with your kids all day long, but even when you are not, we we are never off the clock from motherhood. We are never really off the clock from parenting. Even if your children are in school or daycare, you may be partially off the clock, but you're never going to be fully off the clock because your children, your children are an extension of you, right? So it is, it is energy intensive to be a parent. And because of that, it's easy to allow that to take up our entire lives because it also takes energy to become efficient at certain tasks that that are in these categories. It takes energy to work other things into our schedule. It takes energy to create boundaries, to allow ourselves to have time and space for other things. So because these things require energy and as human beings especially as especially in the world we live in today that are very exhausted already and and are wanting to conserve our energy especially depending on what your personality type is we oftentimes go into an avoidance mode of well that's that's going to be too hard that's going to be too energy intensive or taxing so i'm just going to accept life as it is and let these these things that i have to do that fall under the 
parenting and home category take up all of my time because they're they're taking up all of my energy anyway and I don't have any energy for anything else. Therefore, I don't have any time for anything else, okay? I hope that I'm communicating that accurately for you. It's harder to be efficient with things that require more of your attention and when there are frequent interruptions. So when you put something that requires a lot of attention and frequent interruptions together, i.e. your children, they, they're they a both and, right? They require a ton of attention and they also interrupt you frequently. On the flip side, if you are focusing on something else, right? Like if you are needing to um, focus on a task that requires a lot of your attention or really focused attention, let's pretend it's budgeting and you're getting frequent interruptions as well, it's harder to be efficient with the budgeting task because your brain is constantly having to flip back and forth between the energy, the attention that the kids are asking from you and the attention that you're trying to give to this project that's in front of you, right? So it's hard to do that. So because it's hard to be efficient with that, that task is going to naturally take longer and it's going to potentially frustrate you because you want it to be done with and you want to be more efficient. You want to be able to to move on to something else and have more time for something else, but you're continuing to do this one task that should have taken you 30 minutes. It's now taking you two hours because of the interruptions, right? I'm sure a lot of you are nodding your head right now. So here's the deal. Managing your life with kids is more than just the to-do list now. And, and we we know that. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I know that you know that. But I think we know things that we aren't able to put words to. And part of what I love to do and what I am skilled at is putting the words, the things that you're thinking and feeling and helping you to identify what exactly is going on and why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Like, oh, it makes sense now. This is why I'm struggling. Even just explaining that budgeting example, why you're frustrated with that budgeting, that you, that project that you needed to do that could have taken you 30 minutes to an hour that has now taken you, taken you two hours because of the interruptions and the difficulty with trying to expend 100% energy in two places and therefore the, the inability to be efficient as a result of that, right? So sort of walking you through that and helping you to identify this is what's going on. This is why it's going on. This is what your brain is doing. This is what your body is doing. This is where the overwhelm sets in. This is where the anxiety sets in, et cetera, et cetera. So coming to this next point that I'm going to make, we know that managing our life with kids is more than a to-do list, but it helps to be reminded and to put that, that word to it, right? Especially when we live in a society that does not cater to the the parent really especially the mother okay we we live in a society that 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 expects us to behave and to respond and to work as if we are single people with a to-do list and we have all the time in the world to go from the front end to our, of our to-do list to the back end of our to-do list without any interruptions and that all of our time management issues are just our own fault and our own inability to be productive. That's the kind of society we live in. We are not living in a society that that really has catered the way that we live around the fact that when you are a family and when you are having to divide your attention between your 
responsibilities and tasks and your children that need to be cared for and your spouse and and any other family dynamic, if we really catered our lives to our actual realities and we we managed our expectations or we really re- redefined our expectations of what we expect of ourselves and and can realistically do as human beings who have these families, we would just be a completely different society. But that's not the kind of society we live in. We live in a, a hustle culture. We live in a wake up early, hustle and grind and don't stop until your pillow, your head hits the pillow at night kind of culture. And that no, you're not successful if you're not constantly doing or you're not getting the most things done every single day, um, all day long, right? But the thing is, oh, and let me add this. And then so therefore, when we think that we aren't being productive or we're not able to do mark off our to-do list effectively and we go to the end of the day and we're like, well, well, gosh darn, I I didn't get everything done. I'm a failure now. We we have been it has been ingrained in us to believe that we are failures when we aren't marking off our to-do list and getting everything done at the end of the day. Forget the fact that we literally have interruptions, families, children that need attention. We have our own needs as human beings. We have our own energy levels. As women, we are cyclical beings too. So what we can handle uh, in one week of the month is not going to be what we can handle in another week of the month. And that is okay. We just don't live in a world that caters to the true needs of what it means to be a mother, what it means to be a woman. So we believe that we are failures if we're not able to just knock out our to-do list. But that's just not the reality. And we we have to decide that we are no longer going to succumb to what the narratives of, of society is trying to force us to succumb to. So that means we have to adopt a different strategy. Managing your life with kids cannot just be a to-do list that you try to plow through and hope that everything will get done and just deal with the chaos as it comes around you. Now we have to figure out how are we going to get these things done with our kids around while managing our children, while managing their needs, their requests, their tasks, their to-dos, their anything that comes to taking care of them. We have to manage those things well. We have to figure out how do we fit in our tasks and to-dos with theirs. And without the right strategies in place, it's going to feel impossible. It it sounds impossible as I'm speaking it. And it is hard work to figure out the right strategies to do that and to then implement those strategies. So that's why we essentially don't try and we feel as though we have failed or we don't want to feel as though we failed. So why try? Because once we try, then we have to face the fact that it may not work. It might we might fail at this, or we may not get it done, or whatever we're whatever we're telling ourselves that we are afraid of, and then we just like, all right, well, I don't have any time, and that's the that's the conclusion that we come to is just well, there's no time, and I like I said, I get it, and I understand, and I've been there, but it does not have to be this way. You can get your time back. You can't get it back like you're a single woman. Don't get me wrong here. It's not going to be like that. 
but you can get your time back. And here's what you need to do in order to do so. Number one, you need to learn how to create routines that cater to your kids as much as possible, not to the point where they run the show, not to the point where they rule over you, not to the point where it's just their routine and not yours. No, no, no. Not to the point where you don't have any boundaries in place. Absolutely not. What I'm talking about, though, is studying your kids' rhythms and what works well for them. Of course, combining that also with what requirements they have too, because everyone's circumstances are different. Your kids may have a requirement to be at school at 8.30 in the morning. So regardless of what your routine is, you got to get them to school by 8.30 in the morning. So that's just going to be a requirement that's there. So even if you have children that are hard to get up in the morning, you still got to get them to school at 8.30 in the morning. So then how would you create a routine that caters to the fact that it's hard to get them up in the morning, but still going to set them up, set them and you up for success? Okay, that's what I mean by that. But Paying attention to your kids' natural rhythms, the way they think, the way they respond to certain things, what they need in order to be set up for success well, and how and what kind of routine will do just that. Are they the kind of kids that need to be constantly moving and transitioning? How can you help? How can you make sure that their routine does that while also helping them lessen that need just a little bit? or serve that need themselves so that it's not always on you, for example. These are different ways that you can think about how to create that routine that caters to your kids. But if you're just trying to create your own routines and have your kids fit into it in a way that's not natural for them or is really overly stretching them, then you're going to be constantly frustrated. For me, this has looked like changing my routines frequently. And not not the entire routine. It's never, I'm literally tossing the entire routine out the window and creating a brand new one that's completely opposite of what I've been doing. Not necessarily, no. But I do work on noticing things as my children are are growing and maturing and changing or noticing things that have not been working and working to change those things and saying, okay, how can I better cater to my children in this way? What do I need to move around? What do I need to set up for success? I'm noticing this problem here. How can I create a routine or what can I add to the routine or take away to the uh, from the routine that will help set them up for success because I'm noticing this problem or this challenge arise? Okay, this is a very foundational thing that I teach inside my my Meant for Motherhood Academy with my um, mini courses that are in there, my routines, mini courses, and my workshops. This is something that I'm constantly teaching in our group coaching calls as well. If you're really struggling with the mindset of how to cater to your kids when when creating a routine, I would highly recommend joining the Met for Motherhood Academy because it's going to give you such a firm foundation in how to take that. I'm literally giving you my brain and how I dissect routines and create routines from the ground up by by looking at problem areas and creating solutions first besides just creating a routine from top to bottom from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. That's not how I that's not how I teach routines. So I would highly recommend looking into the into MMA, which is what the program is called, Meant for Motherhood Academy or MMA for short, if you really want to learn how to do this really well. 
Okay. The next thing you want to do to get your time back is once you're once you've learned how to create routines that cater to your kids, you're going to decide on what you want things to look like and set boundaries, routines, and systems in place to make those things happen. Okay? I want you to keep in mind that everything you say yes to is another thing that you say no to. Okay? So for examples, if you want more sleep, You can make a decision to safely sleep train your children in a way that feels comfortable for you. There are plenty of gentle sleep coaches and consultants out there that will educate you and help you get to where you need to be. You have the choice you can make. You don't have to settle for something that is not working for you. So if you're exhausted, if you're sleep deprived, you can change that. You don't have to succumb to that or settle for that. And that goes for anything. That was really just an example. Think about what is frustrating you about your day right now. How do you want things to look like? How much time do you want? And what boundaries and routines can you put in place to give you the time that you need? And how can you make that happen? What can you say no to so you can say yes to something else? Okay. Another example of this is independent play. This is something that comes up for me all the time. Every time I post, hey, ask me a question or what questions do you have or what are you struggling with? I get numerous responses on Instagram from moms that are saying, how do I train my kids to play independently so I don't have to feel guilty for getting something done? Now, there's two parts to that coin because one, Why do your children need to play independently for you not to feel guilty for doing something? It's helpful. It's it's something that I strongly advocate for. But at the same time, if they are not playing well independently and you still need to get something done, guilt should not be a part of that. You still have to get that thing done and that's okay. And that is okay. And you don't have to feel guilty for doing that because you are a grown-up and grown-ups have things to do. And that's just something that I think we need to literally normalize. Normalize grown-ups having things to do. Normalize moms having things to do, having to-do lists, having phone calls they need to make. Gotta call the state farm agent. Gotta call the doctor's office. Gotta call the home warranty. Gotta go to the bank, got to get groceries, what have you, right? Even just stuff outside of whether you have a job or whether you're growing a business or whatever you're you're doing on the side, just actual life responsibilities are a thing. And I'm very frustrated that our society has taught us to feel guilty for getting things done because our kids are not playing independently. That's not your fault, okay? But I will say that you can also make a choice. If you want to work on this in your routine and you want this to feel smoother, and I I firmly believe in this and highly recommend it. If you, for example, want your kids to play independently for an hour every morning, you can choose to put things in place to make that happen and you can choose to train your kids to do so. If you have a belief that training your kids to play independently is impossible, it will be impossible. So if you've struggled with independent play and you automatically tell yourself that, oh, my kids can't do that, well, then you're right. They won't. But if you tell yourself that my kids can learn this, I can train it, I can educate them to do this, then they will be able to do it. And I use this example all the time. As teachers, like I I was a teacher for five years, so I can like 
professionally say this, as teachers, we are expected to teach large classrooms of students with varying abilities and strengths and weaknesses and kids that are more dependent and kids that are more independent and kids that, you know, struggle in some areas and kids that struggle in other areas and kids that handle things well and kids, you know, you you get what I'm saying, right? We are expected to train them to be able to have a routine in a classroom, to be able to follow certain norms and rules from raising your hand to go to the bathroom to, um, you know, staying quiet during a test, right? So if we can train our children to do these things in the classroom and it doesn't have to happen, it doesn't happen in a harsh way. It doesn't happen in a way that is, you know, if you, if you are learning that your child's first grade teacher was going over routines in the classroom and they had an expectation to stay quiet while um, everyone was taking a spelling test, that I think you would probably be like, yep, that's acceptable. That's, that's school, right? That's, that's what the teacher needs to do. Um, but it, but if at home you're telling yourself, well, my children can't do that. Well, just think about the fact that if your if your child's teacher can train them to stay quiet for thirty minutes during a spelling test, you can probably train them to stay quiet and play independently at home while you get something done. It's all about what you're telling yourself, and it's all about what your what strategies you're putting into place to be able to make that happen. It's not going to happen overnight. You can't just snap your fingers and expect it to happen, or tell them one time and expect it to happen. It requires consistency. It requires boundaries. It requires rhetoric. It requires setting your kids up for success. That teacher that is training for the spelling, the the, the kids is still during a spelling test. Maybe she has a basket of books at the table that once the spelling test is over, the kids have to can read from the basket of books at their table. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's there's all sorts of mechanisms out there. A lot of what I teach in my academy, but there's so much out there that you can choose the narrative that you want and you can write it the way that you want to write it and you can set your kids up for success. You don't have to settle for whatever it is that you're not happy with right now that's going on in your current routine. It can change, Okay. And the next thing that you want to do, and I'm going to wrap this up here, is you want to start as you mean to go on, but you also want to be flexible, okay? So this one gets people caught up and causes you to feel like routines are completely impossible because things change daily and it's impossible for a routine to be perfectly the same every day. You're absolutely right. It is impossible. But there's a difference between being flexible and not being disciplined. When you're disciplined, you choose your flexibility and you have already rewritten your plans. When you lack discipline, you make excuses or find reasons not to follow your routine, even though it's there. Cut down on your expectations for yourself as far as how much time you spend directly with your kids and on household tasks. These should not take your whole day, okay? Have chunks of your day where you focus on certain things. The more time you spend on those things, the less time you have to spend on others. So ask yourself, why are these things taking all day? Is it a belief that you have that you have or the, a belief that you hold? Or have you just not figured out how to tighten up your day so that those activities don't take up your entire day? Okay? And just keep in mind too that it's important to get time back when your kids are with you. You don't have to spend all of your time with your kids or not ever have any time to do anything else when your kids are right there. That's just impossible, especially as we're still in a pandemic. Yes, things are easing up. Yes, kids are going back to school and that's amazing. But a lot of us are still at home with our kids the majority of the time. And honestly, if you 
aren't getting anything done besides when the kids are asleep, then you are going, you're probably have already driven yourself insane. Okay. So it's important to have time back when your kids are around you. Just keep in mind that those, that time will be in shorter interval intervals. So plan your tasks accordingly and make sure that you do also have time that is consistent as much as possible not as mu- not as much as possible to the point where they're never with you but have time that is consistent in your routine where you don't have your kids around whether that is you know weekends time with time with the grandparents if it, if you've deemed it safe to do so time where they're in school or daycare whether that's full time or part time time where your hubby takes the kids and you get some things done and a combination of those plus nap and bedtimes, you will have time where you aren't with your kids and you can get your tasks that take longer done and plan for those things accordingly as well. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. As always, you are meant for this life that God has called you to, and I'm proud of you and I'm cheering you on. I'm rooting for you. Please come say hi to me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have not already, left a review of this podcast, but you listen to it every single week and you are a diligent listener and you love the show, I would love if you left me a review. The more reviews we get you all, the more this podcast is ranked higher and the more people get to see it. And I believe in the mission and the message of this show. And I believe that it needs to be in every single mama's hands, whether believer or not, it does not matter. There's so much practical and tangible here that I believe that every single mom can get something from this show. And the more that you rate and review the show, the better this show will perform and the more people will get to listen. So I would love it if you would leave me a review. And as always, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Meant for This. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If you love what you heard today, I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to hear from you. If you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of today's episode was by taking a screenshot of you listening to the show, sharing it to your Instagram stories, and tagging me so I can see it and connect with you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I'll see you next time.